0: Today's show is brought to you by The Trek's YouTube channel. If you're into following through hikers' journeys, and if you're here, I'm guessing you might be, then we think you'll also really dig our YouTube channel. We've got an assortment of eager, charismatic hikers on the AT, PCT, and CDT, sharing the highs, lows, and everything in between of their journeys in video form. Head to youtube.com slash C slash The Trek to check out all of the latest from our wonderful vloggers
1: what happened was after 2 days on the trail in the hammocks uh we made the crazy decision to
2: buy,
3: buy a tent. tent we bought a tent <laughs>
0: Trail correspondence presented by The track. Today's subject is one in which people tend to spend the most time on. Of course, I'm referring to gear. Today we get an early look into how our crew's gear is treating them. They share what gear they've sent home, if anything. If they've added anything new, if they have any regrets, really just an overall shakedown for the first few weeks into their treks. I know this is a subject of deep passion to many of our listeners, so grab your pens and notepads and get ready to scribble down some furious notes, because here comes some advice from those who've walked at least some of the walk. Today, we'll hear from Frozen, Catherine, Missy, Kenneth, Melissa, Nancy, Sarah H., Zach, and Hazmeen. Before I say enjoy, I want to add a quick reminder that if you haven't already, Please 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 leave us a review on iTunes. This goes a long ways to helping others find the show. Okay, are you ready for it? Here it is. Enjoy.
4: Hey everybody, it's Frozen coming at you right outside the Great Smoky Mountains. Mile 241, just got finished. I'm staying at Standing Bear Farm tonight. So, I only have one gear regret, but I wanted to share some gear failure stories with you before we talk about the major problem here on this hike so far. So it was about a week and a half ago that we had some really, really hard rain. We're talking maybe two or three inches of rain in the span of only a few hours uh, and overnight, obviously. It was about three o'clock and I was rushing to get to a campsite. That campsite didn't work out. It was just pouring, raining cats and dogs. It was insane. And all I wanted to do was get out and set up my hammock and go to sleep and try to get warm. When I got to camp I noticed that my rain gear had completely saturated. I used an Outdoor Research Helium 2, and it was just too much. Nothing is exactly waterproof, it just depends on how water resistant it is. So my shirt was absolutely soaked and I also noticed that my Z-Pax rain kilt, after four years of use, had just kicked the bucket. It was too abrased from me using it under my hammock every night and it had soaked through, through a pinhole or whatever it happened to be. My shorts were also soaked, as well as obviously my socks and shoes. Woke up the next day to an 18 degree morning. Everything was frozen. My tree straps for my hammocks were frozen to the tree. I had to really pull them to get them off. I couldn't get my lines up. My stakes were frozen in the ground. My shoes were also blocks of ice and obviously my clothes were stiff as bricks so that was a major gear failure. I did get a new rain skirt in the meantime and we just hope that we don't have any more rain gear saturation but you know it is likely to happen. Going through the Smokies a few days ago again we had some torrential rain, sleet, hail, freezing rain whatever you want to call it and it was just not good at all. Again uh, Everything seemed to saturate, however, I had the new skirt at this point, so everything was fine. So I thought until I got to camp where I noticed my nylon flume bag, which I used to line my pack to kind of keep everything inside dry, either user error or there was a pinhole or something and it had soaked through the bottom. So my pillow was wet. My quilts were damp. It was not a good time at all. Luckily, over the course of the night, things started to dry and we got rain again. Again, the same issue happened the next day, and again, everything dried overnight, so it wasn't a huge deal, but it could have been really, really bad. So I have a trash compactor bag going in there the second I get to Hot Springs and can get one sorted out at a Walmart or something, and that's what I'm going with, so. It's the little things like that that add up just to make you really, really uncomfortable. So let's talk about the gear regret. So I'm a big Ultra fan with the wide toe box and the zero drop shoe. I've been using the Ultra Lone Peak 3.5s for about a year and a half now and have had no problems whatsoever. Since starting the AT, I noticed that the Ultra Lone Peak 4s, which I had brought brand new, were not handling like I had originally thought. They seemed to be lacking cushion, and that was pretty much summed up in every single review that I read, but I didn't really see the issue until I got onto rocky AT terrain. So my feet have definitely swollen up, so I had my old model, my 3.5 Lone Peak, sent to me at the NOC which just happened to be where I took a zero, a 21 mile zero out whenever we had that crazy rain and everything froze solid with that story I was telling you about earlier. Well, the Lone Peak 4s had made my feet swell up so much that I was unable to fit in my Lone Peak 3.5, so I had to trash them, and I am currently still rocking the Lone Peak 4s, but I have a pair of Olympus 3s waiting for me in Hot Springs when my parents come visit me. So hopefully everything gets sorted out. So not many gear regrets. If I could tell my my past self one thing, it would be, dude, try new shoes because they definitely aren't working for me. My feet are very sore. And after only eight miles, I just they're just screaming at me. So anyway, this is Frozen at Standing Bear Farm, signing off. Thanks for listening.
2: Good afternoon, everyone. It's Katherine Rositas, a.k.a. Manhattan, and I am talking to you from the Laughing Heart Hostel in Hot Springs, North Carolina. Um, some of the gear choices I've made have been awesome and are still sticking with me. Other ones, not so much. Generally, I'm feeling pretty good, though. I love my tent, which is um, a big Agnes tent. I love my Osprey backpack. It's very comfortable. But I did swap out a couple of things. Uh, I gave away my, like, physical AWOL guide, and now I'm just using gut hooks and then the wall PDF when I'm in town. I mailed back a package home that had some pretty bulky gloves. I liked them. They were just too big to wear with my trekking pole straps, hiking leggings, because it's really just way too warm during the day. Uh, a few different kind of, like, travel-size bottles of things, you know, I thought I would wash my face in the morning and the evening. Turns out that I will settle for a wet wipe that does everything across the board, so no need to actually use face wash at all, so that went home. A little pair of scissors I had went home because I had a knife and nail clippers. I figured that was good enough. I'm trying to think of what else. Mainly little odds and ends, but it ended up being about two pounds of weight that I was able to save, so that was pretty cool. Um, Some other people I know have sent home... Or swapped out sleeping bags, um, tents. There have been some pretty weird sightings in the hiker boxes. the The best thing I saw was a like jumbo family size bag of cotton balls. I don't know what they're for. I don't know why anyone thought they would need that many. That's definitely the weirdest. You know, lots of sweatshirts and just clothes that isn't, you know, aren't quite appropriate for the weather. But overall, mainly, I felt good with my decisions. Um, Some of the underappreciated things I've brought that I would definitely recommend, you really need earplugs. Even if you're going to camp in your tent and not in a shelter, those tent walls do not keep any sounds in at all, and having some earplugs to block out the snoring will make a big difference. Also, if you're not a morning person, the birds are so loud. So you, you might want some earplugs for that. I've also been loving my Tiger Balm, which I put on my feet, and it definitely helps keep them from being so sore. And I have a little foam roller ball. Uh, sorry, not foam plastic. So it's super lightweight. It's it's prickly, and it makes a big difference um, for rolling out my feet at the ends of the evening. In terms of gear, it would be nice if I had a slightly lighter tent. I don't think I'm actually going to make the switch. I'm pretty happy with the rest of my gear. I mean you need to you need to kind of make a balance for yourself of how much are you going to spend, how much comfort are you willing to give up, and you know how much weight are you willing to carry. And I think I've triangulated those three points. There I mean there are people whose packs without food and water are under ten pounds and they're speeding past me. Then there are people whose packs are 45 pounds, so I'm, I'm right around 30 or 32 right now, feeling good about that. If I were to swap anything out, I don't know, when my boots give out halfway, I, I may go to a slightly lighter shoe. But in terms of that, I, I don't want to give up my camp shoes, I don't want to give up all the other um, things I'm carrying. I'm very happy carrying my tee I am still trying to figure out the right balance of food to carry. I continually have too much food. In anticipation of my hiker hunger kicking in, I always have extra days of food, and it just hasn't kicked in yet. so maybe I don't need to eat as much as I thought, or maybe my body isn't working as hard as I thought it was, but I'd say the, the gear the sorry, not the gear the food is consistently one of the heavier elements of my pack. If I could narrow that down a little bit it would probably save me a few pounds. So we'll see if I can figure out something a little bit lighter on the food situation. Um, Probably not gonna change up that much. If I could go back and give myself one piece of advice, it would definitely be to go on a more serious shakedown hike. I didn't take any time off before the trail. I was saving up all my vacation um, so so I could get paid a little bit longer at work, which meant I did, I did lots of walks, but I didn't do any kind of overnight or weekend trips at all. And it would have been nice for dialing down a few of the things and, you know, for realizing my mittens were a bit too big to fit with my trekking poles, stuff like that. But the first couple weeks were, were good enough to make me realize all that. So it would have been nice, but not essential. Definitely recommended, though, if you can get your rack together and get all of, um, all the things to align for a few days off. Otherwise, very happy with my gear choices. Definitely look at the, um, the Trek ThruHiker surveys for what's popular. Don't feel like you need to use a certain kind of shoe because everyone does it. Make sure you try it. Otherwise, you're going to run into blisters and foot problems. But you know, take a look and see what's out there. It helped me see some brands that I, I wasn't aware of before, and it helped me get a sense of what was important and what I might be forgetting and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, talk to fellow thru-hikers and just try out things and see what works. And that's Manhattan signing off. Bye.
1: Hello, hello. This is Hot Buns and...
3: No worries.
1: Coming at you from the Knock in Bryson City, North Carolina, just off the AT. Well, let's talk about gear. Oh boy, do we have a lot to say on this. Well,
3: let me paint a little picture here. So, Hot Buns and I have been camping for about four years now, and we started day one in hammocks and absolutely love them. We're the oddballs, we didn't go from tents to hammocks. We've always been in hammocks, and we absolutely love them enter information here
1: <laughs> as no worries said we are die hard hammock campers we have been for the last four years we have tested our gear in extreme cold and rain and it has passed all the tests
3: a plus on every test it doesn't <laughs> matter cold rain anything you know, with the right setup hammocks win every time
1: what we didn't count on was the isolation that the trail gives you when you are hammock campers We are a married couple and want to experience the trail together, but when No Worries hikes faster than me, I don't get to see him all day. And so then when we get to camp, we are exhausted and we put up our hammock separately.
3: And I'm usually, I would say, maybe five to ten minutes um, ahead of her for quite a bit of the day. We come together for breaks. So we do see each other quite often through the day, but not all day hiking.
1: Exactly. And you know... When we do put up our hammocks, sometimes it can be far away from each other, depending upon like tree selection, how many other hikers are at the campsite or the shelter, and we can't be far away from one another and shout from the hammocks back and forth to want want each other. If you know,
3: yeah, the other hikers don't like that much. <laughs> yeah,
1: they tend to frown upon that. <laughs> uh,
3: understandingly so.
1: Yeah. So, what happened was after two days on the trail in the hammocks. Uh, we've made the crazy decision to buy,
3: buy a tent. tent. We bought a tent. <laughs> I've never owned one. I haven't slept in one in over 30 years. Yeah. Missy has never slept in one. I know yeah. it sounds weird, but for us, tenting is new.
1: Yes. And you guys, I've never camped in a tent and no worries hasn't for, like you said, approximately like 30, 35 years. Like what? So we called a shuttle to take us um, to Neil's Gap so so we could purchase and learn how to maintain and set up a tent. So the people at Mountain Crossings and Neil's Gap, they were wonderful to work with.
3: Much love for Mountain Crossings to answer all of our questions and repetitive questions. questions. Uh, Much love there. Good good people.
1: Yeah, and they're so knowledgeable about the equipment and the accessories and made for Mm -hmm. a really easy transition from hammocks to a tent. Um so we ended up purchasing the Big Agnes Tiger Wall UL3 tent with the footprint so that you can take the tent down in the rain without getting it or yourself wet.
3: Aww. It's been impeccable. Uh, a real quick pause on that. You can leave the tent fly up and take the tent itself down so the tent is always dry, but that's just a side factor. It's uh it's been a a, a great tent. This is Big Agnes's real first step into an ultralight tent and uh it is it's amazing.
1: Yeah. And, you know, us rooks, we need all the help we can get. So <laughs> the guy at Mountain Crossings assisted us in purchasing the sleeping pads at Well, as well. Uh, no worries, got the Neo Air Light, and I got the Neo Air Therm. So basically, the only difference is in that is that mine is slightly warmer than his. But then I'm usually always sleeping cold anyway. Um
3: Trying to use me to warm up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so after our purchase, we stayed in Neal's Gap um, at Blood Mountain Cabins so that we could learn how to set up our new shelter as it was going to rain the next day. And we didn't want our first time setting it up to be a disaster.
3: Hell no. I'm not going to be that guy.
1: <laughs> so we took our time. We figured it all out and we have it down pat. So the next day we sent back our dream hammocks as well as our hammock gear under quilts and all the accessories.
3: A moment of silence for our glorious hammocks.
1: (laughs) It did lighten up our load, so that did help us. Um, No worries is carrying the tent, the fly, and the footprint, and then I'm carrying the hardware, which includes the poles and the stakes.
3: Yeah, so it's split up pretty well.
1: Yep. So that was just a fun endeavor, that whole... Because you know, after two days on the trail, two to we were off about two days on the trail. Yeah, it
3: did officially kind of kick our start date back two days. We were, hiked for two days, took a Nero and two zeros, and then continued to hike. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. No worries.
1: So, as for our packs, No Worries has the Osprey Atmos 65 liter, and he loves it.
3: Yeah, let me just talk about that pack. Um, I mean, it is a tank, it's a everybody is pretty familiar with that pack, it is heavy about four pounds just a shade over but it is wicked comfortable it breathes well i mean it's heavy but it is an amazing pack Uh, i give many props to Mm offspring
1: and i have the z-backs arc haul and i absolutely love it as well Um, i feel like we did really good on all of our gear choices you know we were confident with all of our gear we just weren't thinking about the isolation the hammocks would create out on the trail because when we go section hiking or out and about that doesn't play into it because there's always trees that we can find close to each other
3: yeah we just walk around till we find trees and if not we know in two to three days maybe four at the most we'll be back at home in our own bed
1: yeah um now if we could have gone back in time and given ourselves a gear tweak we for sure would have gotten a tent sooner so that we were more prepared we could have tested it in the cold weather in the rain and in a bunch of other scenarios but you live and learn right
3: yeah, I mean, we were heavily testing all of our gear. Uh, we'd had our gear for multiple years, so um, this was definitely a surprise and uh, put us into the rookie position yeah. with the tent.
1: But, you know, we made the change, and I feel like it was the right choice for us.
3: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's helped the hike, and it's going to help us get to Maine. So, without a doubt, yeah. this is uh, is beneficial.
1: Yes. So, that is about it for us, guys. Um, we're getting ready for an early night for the difficult climb out of the Knock. So... Just remember, always get out there and live the adventure.
3: And don't have your first night in a tent on the AT. (laughs) Bye-bye. Good
5: morning. This is Kenneth Pereira coming to you from Standing Bear Hostel. It's day 16 now, and uh, me and my crew got here last night quite a place to stay highly recommend if you're really wanting a true at experience amazing amazing stay amazing place great people um today i wanted to take a moment to talk about my gear so far um i've made it a little over 200 miles now along with uh a few other people shout out to snowbird forest and mcqueen and really haven't had any issues um in terms of gear, uh, thankfully I had spent a week on trail last year, so I had a pretty good idea of what I would need, and you know, between my Frog Togs, my 20 degree synthetic bag, my MSR stove, 750 mil aluminum cook pot, and my Osprey bag, I um, haven't really wanted for much, it's all been very, um, it's been more than enough. Uh, My bag, I guess, does hurt me a lot in my shoulders and my uh, hips, the way the frame actually works on the bag. So I do sort of dream about possibly switching that out um, at trail days for something a little bit more comfortable, maybe a frameless pack. But in any case, yeah, everything has worked out great. And uh, um, I haven't had too much or too little. Uh, The only thing that I think I've sort of refined is my food that I'm carrying with me. Um, I started out kind of with a little less food than I think I needed. And I feel like I'm strong enough and certainly hungry enough to carry a lot. So, um, two days ago, went into Gatlinburg and did a massive resupply. So now I'm carrying like, I don't know, 10 to 15 pounds of food, a two pound thing of peanut butter, those amazing, uh, um, frosted, uh, honey buns that are 710 calories a piece. Uh, we'll go into diet, I guess, on a later date But, yeah, everything has worked out great uh, We're hoping to do some laundry here today um, And I, I suppose the only true regret that I could have uh, said Was something that I wish I hadn't done It was something that I've sort of coined as a philanthropist's remorse um, I had ordered a pizza to take back at the Fontana Dam shelter And uh, got back to the shelter after eating a huge meal at this restaurant and I felt so full that the food just looked like uh, unappetizing and imposing. So I actually passed it out to people at the shelter. And the next morning, uh, I didn't have that pizza anymore, which I could have had for a great breakfast. So, um, yeah, philanthropist's remorse. The, the uh, wishing that I had not helped my fellow man. <coughs> I mean, not really, but that that's probably the only true regret i think i've had out here so far because i was dreaming about that pizza and i was uh, obsessing over it as i walked up the mountains uh eating cliff bars and whatever else was uh, substantially less caloric so we're here standing bear hostel and some bad weather is rolling in so a lot of people are going to take zeros here uh we stayed overnight and we're going to try to push on as soon as we get some laundry done and some other incidentals uh, hopefully the worst of the weather will pass by us and we can uh, go forward um, to the next tent site or shelter I think it's going to be pretty packed at the, the next spot that we try to go to so um, yeah it's it's been interesting so far my budget gear list and ideas for saving money on the trail as far as gear has gone uh, have worked out well oh, I guess I should say one thing <clears throat> in closing And I'm still, I'm a little sick, so apologies for all the throat clearing and all. But uh, when we were at Newfound Gap, um, we were trying to get a ride into Gatlinburg, and we got one. And I have to tell you, the conditions were hellacious. The The wind was terrible. It was blowing like 25 to 30 miles an hour. There was like zero visibility. It was raining. It was like really nothing you would ever want to go out in, let alone pick up people in. And so <clears throat> I had my little hiker to town sign which probably isn't all that necessary but in any case we got a ride and my my compatriots uh you know waved me over and so I went running and I was so excited running like an idiot uh my Sawyer uh, along with my water bottle fell out of my backpack and broke so I have had to replace my Sawyer since starting so I got the Sawyer Micro which uh, I have to say the flow rate's great um, I know you, that this uh, podcast, I think, is sponsored by Sawyer, uh, but I can say anecdotally that I too think that the, the Micro is a great product <laughs> and it's cheaper too. So, check and check. So, I'm going to go now, uh, take care of some other business, and um, get back to you a little further down the trail. So, this is uh, Kenneth Pereira again signing out from, I think, Hartford, North Carolina at Standing Bear uh, Hostel. And I will talk to you again later. Bye.
6: Hello friends. This is Binks reporting live from the trail and, uh, it is currently day 14. And, uh, today was a hard day because I left my original trail family. Um, We met through the trek and had started out together and kind of made all the beginner's mistakes together, and uh, today was the day that I kind of walked away from that. Um, It was really convenient because I was leaving where they were camping and hiking on and was kind of worried about going off by myself, but um, McFly kind of rounded the corner and came in just at the right time, and we ended up... Going to the same camp. So that's kind of my trail update, uh, but on to more exciting things. Uh, today is all about gear. Woo! <laughs> um, so I have fallen in love with a lot of pieces that I'm carrying, and then I've also decided to send a couple things home and pick a couple things up. So Let's just, I guess, a quick overview of my big three items. Um, My pack is the Hyperlite 2400 Windrider. So it has like mesh pockets on the outside and it's black. And it's by far, hands down, favorite piece of gear, best thing I've purchased. Um, It's really, really heavy duty and carries everything and it's waterproof which is my favorite part. So I don't need a pack cover. I don't need to, you know, wring out my sopping wet backpack at the end of a rainy day. Um, my tent is the REI Quarterdome SL1. So it's um, a semi-freestanding tent. You kind of stake out the foot box. And I really like it. Um, I wish that I had kind of had the balls to try out a single wall tent but i was too nervous and um that's fine you know i'm making it work and i re- still really like my tent um my sleeping bag is the is a quilt actually and it's the enlightened equipment revelation 10 degree down bag it's super warm uh the only thing is you kind of have to finagle it to make sure that it keeps you warm Uh, you have to like set it up right with your sleeping pad Um, so that took a couple like tries and fails on cold nights to keep me um up to temperature but now I've kind of figured it out and worked out the kinks so I'm really happy with that um I have the Neoware X-Lite for my sleeping pad it's crinkly but I love it um A gear fail, Um, I have not used my rain pants once on trail. It has rained, and uh, I have a rain jacket that kind of comes down to, like, mid-thigh. So instead of wearing pants and a rain jacket, I've just been kind of making do with the mid-thigh length. And I'm really happy with it because, I don't don't know, rain rain pants just seem kind of redundant because you're going to get wet either way. Um, so yeah, I have picked up two very important things in my journey so far. Uh, I thought that I could come out here without camp shoes and I was sorely mistaken. Camp shoes are life changing because you don't want to walk around in your hiking shoes all fucking day. Um, so I picked up knockoff Crocs at uh Mountain Crossings. And they've been awesome. The only color they had in my size was white, so I'm carrying like pristine white Crocs now. Um, I also picked up a fanny pack. And I picked up a fanny pack because mainly for town use. Um, Because I was kind of walking around town with my phone, my cards, my cash, my everything in like my waistband, uh, which didn't really feel safe. So I wanted something more like a purse to carry around. But it's been really nice because I kind of keep my my chapstick, my lighter, my Swiss Army knife and snacks in there during the day. So that's been really nice. I... I'm probably going to send home my rain pants, but that's kind of the only thing I'm thinking about ditching right now. And I'm probably going to add like some really heavy fleece pants and some really heavy fleece socks before I get to the Smokies because I'm really worried about weather there. Uh, Cause it can kind of change on a dime. I've seen like really nice days one day and then, you know, you wake up the next day and it's like, oh my God, it's a blizzard. Um, so those are like additions and subtractions that I'm thinking about making. Um, I don't wish I had anything different, but I guess if I could go back and like talk to myself before the trial, um, I would say calm the F down because no one really gives a crap what you're carrying out here you make your decisions and you, you do what you're comfortable with. But like in the end, no one's really judging you about your pack weight. Like it, it just matters that you can carry it. If you can carry it, do it. (laughs) I met a guy out here who's hiking super way faster than me and he's carrying like 60 pounds. Like it, it's all relative. Um, I wish that I hadn't been just counting ounces, because in the end, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm not weighing my Crocs before I put them on my pack. I'm just putting them on my pack because I need them. Um, So yeah, just don't stress. Test everything out. If you feel comfortable with it, then go with it. Don't let the pressures of the super ultralight world get to you because it's just not worth it. So uh, I guess that's my gear update for now. And uh, I'm sure in a couple weeks or a month, things will be different. But uh, that's all for now. See y'all later.
7: Hi, everyone out there. This is Dash. And I am at mile 275 in Hot Springs, North Carolina. It has been a better a few days of moderating temperatures but we still had some rain but I'm really looking forward to warmer days ahead and that will be absolutely terrific. So I want to talk a little bit about my gear and gear selection. The only gear that I have sent home so far is my Hennessy hammock rainfly, which for the Hyperlite is a very small rainfly. And I decided for protection from wind and rain, I would like to have a larger rainfly. So when I was in Franklin, North Carolina, I bought a larger fly. So that's the only gear change. I've made. As far as gear breaking down, as expected, my Ultra Lone Peak 4.0s have definitely shown their wear. The uppers have holes, and I'm getting a new pair in Asheville. So I don't want to change the type of shoe I'm wearing. I know the uppers wear out, but they are so incredibly comfortable for me with the zero drop design. So I'm going to keep Wearing ultras and know that I will be replacing them probably more often than other brands of shoes when I think about my pre-trail decisions about gear Really the only change I would make would be The rain fly for my hammock other than that I've been really happy with everything that I'm using and carrying And I am looking forward, as I said, to warmer weather when I can shed a little bit of weight when I change out to um, warmer clothes or warmer weather clothes and a lighter weight sleeping bag. So that's it from the AT and I'm Dash signing off.
8: It's Sarah Herman. I am recording from Mike's Place on the PCT, which is mile 127. Um, today we are talking about gear. Um, I love my gear. I I don't think I have really one bad thing to say about any of the gear that I have. Um, I'll start with my pack. Just go through a couple of things here, but my pack um, is Superior Wilderness Designs Long Haul Fifty, and I absolutely adore it. Um, it's so comfortable. I don't think it has you know anything extra, um, and it just has everything that I need. Um, the tent that my partner Jess and I are sharing um, is an REI Half Dome Two, um, and we really really like the tent. Um, it's freestanding. It was like 120 bucks um so far it seems to be holding up okay we'll see if it makes it through um the hike but if not it's you know really cheap to replace um and so far we have no complaints um we've liked having a freestanding tent um since this is our first kind of go at a longer hike um it's nice to have that extra layer of security um Let's see what else. Um, something that I was on the fence about bringing are camp shoes. Um, and I have a pair of Zero Light sandals. Um, and I love them. I They weigh like eight ounces and definitely worth it. Um, I'm really glad to have brought them. I wear them every day, multiple times. So that's really good. Um, the only thing... To be honest, I think I haven't used from the gear that I've brought is, I mean, a couple things like in my first aid kit, like Benadryl and just some other little pills that, um, you know, I want to have, but I haven't needed to use yet. Um, I haven't used, I have a Polycro ground sheet for cowboy camping, um, but we haven't done that yet. So I haven't used it yet. Um, and I think that's it. I think I've used everything else that I've brought. Um yeah and nothing I haven't sent anything home um I haven't got rid of anything um and I feel really good about it all um one thing we did just order are a pair of micro spikes um for each of us we're coming up to San Jacinto here in the next uh, couple of days um, and we hadn't pulled the trigger on getting a pair of micro spikes yet so um, we finally did that. We um, just bought them online, and we're having them shipped to uh, the next town. Um, let's see. Jess doesn't like her pillow. Um, it's a Sea to Summit blow-up pillow. Um, I have the same one, and she says that it makes her like seasick, um, so she hasn't really been using it. Um, she's still hanging on to it for now, but I think it will go pretty soon. Um, Something else that I bought that I really, I was debating on before the trail. Um, I really wanted it, but it was a, it was not a necessity by any means um, is the Z seat. Um, So I have a blow up air mattress, so I don't have one of the foam ones. Um, So during the day it's, you know, I I thought it would be fine to not have anything to sit on when we stop for lunch or take a break. Um, But one of our friends that we're hiking with has one. And he let me sit on it one day and I was sold. Um, So I bought one just a couple days ago and I love it. It was like 16 bucks and I'm super excited to have it. I've used it multiple times already. Um, And we bought two more stakes for our tent just so we could get the guy line situation a little bit better Um, because it has rained. We've been here 12 days and it's rained four different days. which, you know, they say it doesn't rain on the PCT. So I have used all of my rain gear. I've used my rain pants, um, my rain jacket. We've used the you know, extra guy lines for our tent, everything like that. So I'm glad I, glad I have it. But, yeah, other than that, with the gear, I have no regrets um, with anything. I wouldn't change anything that I've bought. Um, I think I did a good job researching and, you know, paring down beforehand. We we bought a lot of things early on in our planning process um, a couple, you know, a, a year ago and, you know, through research, swapped them out, changed them after, you know, testing them, things like that. Um, so now I feel like it's pretty dialed in. Um, you know, I'm a little bit surprised at, at how much I like everything, but So far, it's all been really easy. It's all worked really well, um, and I have no complaints. So that's it for me and for gear. Um, I'll talk to you all again soon, Um, but I'm signing out from Mike's Place, um, mile 127 on the PCT, and it's Sarah Herman.
9: What's up, trail correspondents? This is Zach Mansell. I am uh, checking in from Cabazon, California, around mile two hundred nine of the Pacific Crest Trail. Uh, I got here at about one p.m. this afternoon after hiking sixteen miles. Um, uh, yeah, uh, from the base of, I think it's called San Jacinto. Uh, everyone I'm hiking with will back me up that I don't know the names of any of the mountains around here that we're going through so sorry if I messed this up when I'm uh, recording this episode uh, with a couple made up names of mountains and trails Uh, but anyways Pacific Crest Trail that's the one I'm on that's the one that matters so yeah I got to around mile 209 today and uh, is this considered a Nero day? I went to a nearby camp with some friends that has a pool and uh, a game room and some volleyball courts and yeah, we're just kind of chilling out for the rest of the day here, uh, and then we'll be back on trail tomorrow. So this episode is about gear that I brought with me and that I've swapped out in my first two weeks on the trail. Um, so getting right into it, uh, around day four, um, I started experiencing some pretty severe shin pains that felt like shin splints. Um and then they went away, like, after 5 or 10 seconds. It was kind of crazy. It was really scary in the moment because I was out there in the middle of nowhere thinking that I was about to deal with some intense pains. went away. Uh, until the very next day, um, after hiking about 10 miles, sitting down for lunch, um, the, like, everything just stiff stiffened up in my right foot and right ankle. I couldn't move it at all. Um, and, yeah, just got some really bad pain that I had to walk on on my right ankle for about 10 more miles and just kind of dealt with it suffered through it until I met up with the crew that I was hiking with sat down told them how much pain I was in and this guy Paul busted out some KT tape and he taped up my right ankle and at that time he noticed that the shoes that I brought with me were completely like the sole was bare it was worn out completely um and I had thought stupid me going into this I was like oh I need to break in a pair of shoes so I brought a a year old pair of Cascadia's uh Brooks Cascadia 12s that I'd been using and playing basketball in um and I'm pretty sure that they are what messed up my ankle so bad um so we were just outside of Julian then and another girl that I'm hiking with Yana um she called her friend up and was like hey can you uh, pick up some gear for my buddy Zach that I'm hiking with. You're going to come to Julian tomorrow anyway. So I ordered some Cascadia 13s by Brooks on um, on REI's website. I ordered um, an ankle brace, some KT tape, um, and some insoles for those shoes, the uh, green super feet. Um, so I ordered that all. She picked them up for me. I iced my ankle and Julian that whole day. Um, Oh, and she also picked up some trekking poles with me. Not to blame my ankle injury on the trekking poles. Um, I actually left them under a bridge at Scissors Crossing that day. Uh, I think I was just so focused on the pain in my ankle that I totally neglected them once I got to a water cache there. So I left them there. So I put them in that order. Uh, In Julian, she brought me the new trekking poles. She brought me the shoes. She brought me the insoles. Um, I iced and then got back on the trail the next day, found those trekking poles, uh, under the bridge where i'd left them um uh with a note uh, this guy good find uh, ended up saving them for me so thank you to good find i think that's his trail name um so i got those trekking poles back uh returned the new trekking poles actually uh which is another story my trail angel um i think he goes by the name mission he hiked last year he returned the trekking poles for me that i had just bought so thank you to him um And I got back on trail, did three miles outside of Julian. So it was a narrow day. And the next day I hiked 22 miles. And the ankle has since been, it's over a week later, completely better. Pretty amazing. So, yeah, that's the first gear that I swapped out completely on my part. It was a bad move hiking in year old shoes. So I swapped those out, got new insoles, got some KT tape, which I haven't used. But I've since given to like five different people with um, various injuries. Um, And it's been pretty helpful for them. Um, but yeah, those are the first things I swapped out. Then I dropped a couple items. I dropped like a little LED light that I had with me on the back of my bag that someone posted about on Facebook. It's just like, hey, this little LED light helps me in my tent. Um, so I I I, I kind of fell for that. Uh, (laughs) brought it with me and immediately dropped it. I dropped my pour over coffee system that I brought and switched to single servings um, like the instant coffee instead Um, trying to think, I dropped like a little flint system I had for uh, setting fires if necessary in an emergency situation just wanted to get my base weight down a little bit for the sake of my ankle Um, and yeah, those are all the swaps that I made in the first week In the second week, we got into territory where there would be snow around uh, Mount San Jacinto, I want to say it's called. Um, So there's a patchy peak in the area and Fuller Pass. Again, I'm sorry if I'm getting any of these names wrong. It's not really my strong suit. Um, So I had to pick up some microspikes in town. Um, So from Paradise Cafe, I got a ride into and out of Idlewild in, in a matter of about 30 or 40 minutes. It was super speedy this guy gus um this awesome dude gus gave me a ride that happened to be a uh he he was a police officer he has since retired and he showed me this picture which i put on my instagram of him with charles manson so he was a super cool guy with a crazy backstory thank you so much gus you're probably you don't even know what a podcast is i imagine but thank you for the ride so yeah he helped me pick up some micro spikes and i got into the mountains and uh I made it through um, Apache, no problem, even though it was, like, super scary and new to me. I haven't done any snow or ice hiking, but there were some pretty scary passes up in that area. And then the second day, um, doing Fuller or Fulton or something, I took, like, a little fall at, like, a totally not dangerous area, and my gut reaction was to save myself with my pole, which I did, and I bent those old hiking poles fucking right in half. Um, so it turns out two weeks later, I do need new trekking poles. Um, so that'll be the next piece of gear I'm swapping out. Um, and on top of that, I'm thinking about swapping out. I have a um, Thermarest Pro lite Plus, which is a foam and air uh, mix sleeping pad, which is a little bit bulky. It's not very heavy, but it's bulky for my um, kit. I'm thinking about switching that out, but everything else has been totally fine. Like, I like my Z-Pax duplex tent. I think it was a perfect decision. I like my Arc Blast by Z-Pax backpack. I like my rain system. I brought, like, an old Patagonia that I've had for a while. Um, And uh, some helium pants. Those have been great on laundry day, but it hasn't been wet. Um, But, yeah, I think overall I've just made really good decisions with my gear. Um, Basically, everything I bought specifically for the PCT... I will be keeping and have worked for me and haven't failed yet and now that I think of it all of the gear that I had like from my previous day hiking like those shoes and the poles and the sleeping pad, that's the stuff that I'm really thinking about swapping out I guess just like on forums and Facebook and Reddit and like and like all of my like watching videos on YouTube all of the planning and like buying gear specifically for the PCT everything's been perfect so Yeah, shout out to all the bloggers out there and the people keeping it real that are recommending gear because everything's been great. And then the stuff that I've swapped out or has failed me in particular has been my fault or it's been, you know, gear that I had previous to thinking about hiking the PCT that might not have been the right choice uh, for this particular trail like those... Um, $70, um, I don't know what they are, titanium or something, uh, black diamond trekking bulls I had. Maybe I should have went with carbon fiber instead because they bent on me, you know, almost immediately in the snow. Or maybe that's just bound to happen. Um, anyways, yeah. So that's my long story short for gear. Um, most of the things that I've had to swap out have just kind of been because they had have been all used up they've suited their purpose they uh the shoes were a year old and those trekking poles were two years old and um yeah their time their time was nigh uh anyways this has been zach munsell checking in at mile 209 on the pacific crest trail i'll catch you a little bit uh, further on down the line bye <laughs>
10: Tasmin here, no trail name, and I want to talk to you today about any gear regrets I have. I'm on day 16 of my thru-hike, and uh, the days are starting to blend <laughs> into one. It's hard to keep track of time when you're on the trail and um, really not um, plugged into everything else that's going on into the, in the world as much. But in terms of the gear that I brought, um, I don't have a lot of gear regrets. Um, I've sent uh, a few items home. I've bought a few items. Perhaps my biggest gear regret is something that I didn't focus as much as other items, and that is my shoes. And by focus, I mean I know what kind of shoe I like. I'm happy with the, the make and model of my shoe. But I didn't consider how many miles I had on my first pair, thinking that, doing the math, that I would change shoes every 500 miles, um, and that I would get my first new pair in Big Bear or Wrightwood, thereabouts, um, just starting with the used shoes that I've been hiking in. But it turns out that the shoes that I started with had a lot more miles than I had, um, calculated and they were pretty worn out when I started the PCT on March 29th. So, um, that first weekend was pretty rough because, um, I did 20 miles out of, uh, Campo into Lake Morena and then the following two days I took it easier. I did about 12 and 13 miles. But by then, I started developing pain in my feet um, that felt like plantar fasciitis. Um, I've never had it, so this was a new pain. It wasn't soreness, which I can manage and deal with. But uh, the kind of pain that was pretty um, debilitating made me worry about my uh, continuing the hike. So basically, the shoes. So I went into uh, Warner Springs. I got new shoes. I got insoles um what else did i get a little massage ball for my feet um and some lotion uh to relieve the inflammation on my feet so i've been taking care of that i sent home my inflatable pillow because it wasn't um it wasn't as uh, supportive as i as i expected it to be um i sent home a tripod uh, that was a little too bulky and i wasn't using i sent home my gopro um, mostly because I couldn't get the setting um I have it with a capture clip on my backpack strap but I didn't take the time to really um, place it properly on the strap and it was digging into my shoulder area and so I decided that rather than um i didn't have the patience to just spend time you know working on that so i may revisit that later i would like to take some footage right now i'm not taking a lot of video just uh, still images with my phone and i have a camera i have a sony a6000 that i thought about sending home but when my phone was very low on battery i was relying on my camera to take photos and I, i really like um the features that it has so the camera stays at least for now and um other gear regrets I sent home um gear regrets um, my backpack is pretty good um obviously it's a little heavier than um you know some of the, the frameless packs that other uh hikers are are um carrying but um I like the way it carries weight i have the osprey asia 58 um and uh i'm so i'm happy with that no regrets there Uh, my tent you know for a moment i thought about getting one of those uh z-packs duplex that a lot of people are um are bringing on the trail but the last couple of nights on mount san jacinto were crazy um around full ridge there were a few campsites that were as sheltered as you can get, but the winds were so strong. Um, Some people slept in collapsed tents. Others had to move in the middle of the night because the winds were just too strong. I, on the the other hand, was chilling in my Big Agnes Copper Spur, uh, what is it, HVUL1, Um, So it it really withstood the winds well. So that made me happy about that purchase, which I had been doubting. So I like my tent. I like um, um, my pack. Um, My sleeping pad. Um, Up to this point, I had been backpacking just in the Z-Lite, the closed foam pad. But I'm a side sleeper, and so it was hurting my hips to... Uh, sleep on my side, so I decided to bring the uh a rest X-Therm, and that worked well until it started um, le- leaking, basically, so it's, it's not inflating properly, so I may send that home and just do without, or I'll try to fix it or get a new one, so um, we'll, we'll stay tuned on that one. Another item that I was on the fence about was my fleece liner and okay so it may be overkill to have a fleece liner with a 20 degree bag but um, there were some nights where it was really cold um, and I felt so warm and I still love my fleece liner but I did send it home because it was taking up too much space in my backpack. As for advice for my pre-trail self, I would say don't bring too many clothes. You have too many socks and underwear. You don't need that much. And uh, as for everything else, just don't worry about what everybody else is carrying. Just uh, If you're happy with your purchases, um, hike your own hike and uh, and you'll be happy. So that's all I have for now. We will talk to you soon.
0: And that's it for today's show. In our next episode, we'll check back in with group number two to see how the early days of their hikes have varied from their pre-trail expectations. If you enjoyed the show, as previously mentioned, we'd be eternally grateful for you to leave us a review on iTunes or whatever app you use to consume this podcast. You can also subscribe to ensure you don't ever miss a future show. Today's show was edited by our guy and all-around renaissance man, Pauly Boy Shalcross, who's also the man responsible for these awesome songs. You can keep up with the show on Instagram, at Trail Correspondence, on Twitter, at Pod, and on Facebook, at facebook.com slash trailcorrespondence. You can also get a hold of us via email at podcast at thetrek.co. Signing off for now, happy hiking.